We all know how important it is to have a pantry for food storage. You might stock canned foods, put food in Mylar bags with oxygen absorbers, or even purchase some long-term food storage. But have you ever considered making your own jars of food that can easily be prepared with some hot water? Hey, this is episode 798 of the Ready Your Future podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you prepare for a better future. I'm Todd Sepulveda, a regular guy living in the suburbs who understands the need to be better prepared for the future. Are you looking to enhance your preparedness knowledge, but find yourself caught in the constant hustle and bustle of life? Look no further. The Top Preparedness Articles is your personalized collection of curated articles delivered directly to your inbox every Saturday in a newsletter format. For just $5 a month, you can stay informed and empowered without missing a beat. And if you're always on the go, you can conveniently save the articles you can't afford to miss to the Pocket app, transforming them into your very own on-the-fly preparedness podcast. By subscribing to TPA, you're not only enriching your own readiness, but you're also supporting Ready Your Future. You'll find the link to the top preparedness articles in the show notes. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. I'm so glad that you are hanging out with me on this one. Hey, the world is crazy, isn't it? We're looking at all the things that are happening in the world. I talked a little bit about those on Sunday. Um, you know, the Maui, the fires in Maui, the earthquake in Morocco, and the flooding in Libya. I mean, that... They believe there's like 10,000 to 11,000 people in the mud there, like dead in the mud. And so the casualties are going to go up enormous. It's crazy. The world that we're living in on top of all the, you know, the politics and, and stuff that we're dealing with. Right. And so more than ever, there's a need to be better prepared. And so I, I just find what um, people, their, their lack of preparedness, I just find it just so uh, mind boggling to me. But I appreciate you. You're, you understand how important it is to be better prepared. So you are here and you are listening to this one. So here's the thing. On this episode, I want to talk about meals in jars. So meals in jars are complete all-in-one meals that you assemble and layer into a mason jar using dry ingredients like beans, rice, pasta, spices, you name it. Then when you're ready to eat it, you just add some hot water and your nutritious meal is ready to go. So you can use these meals in place of a quick meal on a busy weeknight or even take them camping with you. And of course, you can always have them available for long-term food storage. So the article that we're going to look at today is from urbansurvivalsite.com. And the article is entitled, How to Make Meals in Jars for a Rainy Day. They're going to talk a little bit about the process here. It's not very a very long article. They're going to give you even uh, you know a recipe that you can use if you want to use it. And then there's a lot of links to other meals in jars that you can uh, go and, and get other recipes. But there's a lot of these out there, so that's the great thing. Is like if this is something that piques your interest, there's a lot of information that you can find out there, and a lot of recipes that you can start with, and you can uh, start your Really, I mean, I'm considering it, it's another option for long-term food storage because, I mean, all the ingredients that you're using, they're dried ingredients. And so if you can, you know, vacuum seal those in a mason jar and then you have every, I mean, you have the pot, you have everything there in that mason jar. You All you have to do is have a container to heat up water, throw it in there and you're good to go. So it makes a lot of sense to be able to do this, especially if you are, stocking up mason jars and maybe you're you know you're not canning with them right away you can have them filled up you know lately i've been seeing people like hey if you have mason jars and they're just sitting there go ahead and fill them up with water 
well, okay, you can do that. And the other thing you can do is you can fill them up with jars ready to go. You know, these are ready to go meals. You just need to heat up a little bit of water. So let's go ahead and jump into this article from urbansurvivalsite.com. And let's go ahead and read this one. Whether you are a busy mom, a doomsday prepper, or just a grown-up Girl Scout or Boy Scout who likes to be prepared, you'll want to consider adding some meals in a jar to your food storage pantry. Meals in a jar are easy to make, easy to store, and last a long time. Best yet, they're easy to prepare when you're busy or in an emergency setting. In this article, we're going to go over what exactly is a meal in a jar. We'll talk about why you might want to make some how to create your own, and how to store them so that they last a long time. First, let's take a look at what goes into a meal in a jar. A meal in a jar is a prepared meal consisting of dried and freeze-dried ingredients that you can store in your pantry. When you're ready to use the meal in a jar, you just pour it into a pot with water and cook it. Okay, and I would say you don't even have to do that. You can just pour the hot water right into the mason jar and stir it around. If you didn't overfill the mason jar, right? So often these meals are soups, but they can also be pasta dishes, bean dishes, rice dishes, or just about anything that you can store dried and then later cook with water. Meals in a jar are convenient. They're easy to make up ahead of time and you can make them in large batches to store. They're quick and easy meals that you can use for busy days, camping, or for emergencies. Because they're made up of freeze-dried or dried ingredients, They will store well in your pantry, giving you a form of long-term food storage. What's even better is you can use these freeze-dried foods you've already invested in to create pre-made meals that suit your taste buds and your nutritional needs. You can make them spicy, bland, salty, or whatever. If you have specific nutritional needs, such as food allergies, you may want to create your own meals this way rather than trying to purchase pre-made meals that fit your specific health needs. These are great meals to make and store for emergencies, especially in a grid-down scenario. You won't need to fumble with ingredients or can openers or other things. All you need to do is be able to boil water and cook your meal in a jar. This saves cooking time and the amount of water you are using. You can cook them on your stove, boil water on your wood stove, campfire, or even your camp stove. It all works. Meals in a jar can help you beat inflation too. By buying items on sale, you can pack and store them long-term, using them up when groceries get more expensive. Gift them to friends and family. If you have a friend going through hard times, an easy meal can make a great gift. It can also help your friends and family save money on food too. A meal in a jar is easy to create in large batches. They won't take much time or energy to make or cook, and they are easy to store for a long period of time. In this article, we aren't talking about traditional water bath or pressure canning. We are only using dried or freeze-dried ingredients so you can get the longest shelf life possible. So creating a meal in a jar is pretty simple. First, choose your recipes and gather up your ingredients. Next, you'll need clean, dry jars to store your meals in. Then layer your ingredients in the jar and be sure to follow the storage directions. Finally, label your jars with the ingredients, date created, and how to cook them. When you're creating your meals, consider the purpose and length of storage. For example, adding in dried cranberries will add texture and flavor, but because they still have some moisture content, they will significantly shorten the shelf life of your meals. The higher the moisture content, the shorter the shelf life. The lower the moisture content, the stronger the shelf life. So while using freeze-dried foods is a little more expensive, it will allow you to store your meals for longer. The size of your family, or the size meal you want to prepare, will determine what size jar you need to use. 
Typically, a one or two quart mason jar is ideal. Make sure your jars are completely dry. It helps to create these when the humidity is lower too. You'll want to layer the ingredients in the jar. This adds an aesthetic appeal, which is great if you're gifting them as gifts. Put an oxygen absorber in the jar to make the ingredient last as long as possible. If you can, vacuum seal your jar for even better results. For even longer lasting meals, you could pour the dried ingredients into a Mylar bag with an oxygen absorber and seal it. Just make sure the meal is clearly labeled so you don't have to guess what's inside. Okay, so you can do all of that. You can make your own long food store or long-term food storage with a Mylar bag and oxygen absorber. I think it takes away from the the ease and the use of using a mason jar again. So I, I think uh, I have seen a lot of videos where people are, you know, back in the day, the, the vacuum sealer, if you have a vacuum sealer, you would uh, have an attachment and you can do that for a mason jar. I'm seeing some now. And I guess I because I don't do a lot of dry canning, I haven't been really into this. But um, I think I watched some videos and all of a sudden, you, just, you know how the algorithms are. You start seeing these videos pop up everywhere. I mean, there are vacuum sealers that are battery operated. And so you just put it on there, you push a button and it, it seals it. And so I think that makes a whole lot of sense if you're, if you're thinking about making some of these, right? So let's move on to how to cook your meal in a jar. So cooking a meal in a jar uses less water and resources than traditional cooking, making these meals great for emergencies, grid down scenarios, and even camping. If you have to bug out, you could transfer them into a baggie or make them lighter and easier to carry. The cooking directions will vary a bit depending on what you make and how much of it you're making. But generally speaking, all you need to do is boil water and pour the contents of the jar into the boiling water. Remove from heat and cover. Then allow your meal to rehydrate for about 15 minutes. Then you just need to serve and eat. So again, they keep talking about pouring it into a pot. And if you are using one of the big uh, mason jars and you are making like a family of four or whatever, yeah, you're not going to be able to cook in, in the mason jar. But if that's something that you're thinking about, it's like, man, I can really have this in the mason jar. I can pour the hot water in there. I can stir it up really good, let it sit, and then wind up eating it right from the mason jar. I mean, that would uh, make a whole lot of sense, right? I mean, at, le at least I think so. But I also like their idea of if you needed to leave or if you wanted to do something different, you could put these in baggies and really nice, uh, you know, strong and freezer, like the freezer baggies instead of just regular, regular baggies, like a freezer baggie, they're a little bit stronger and you can use those as well. Um, you could also, uh, again, going back to the vacuum sealer, you can put them in a, in a vacuum sealer package and you can seal them up that way as well. Suck out all the air and uh, that would work. So they're giving you a recipe here for easy chicken and rice. So let's go ahead and read this one. Uh, you you got to let me know if this is something that you might want to, to eat or not. So here's my favorite meal in a jar. It's easy, tasty, and looks nice too. You need four cups instant rice, one packet of Lipton dry onion soup, one tablespoon of dehydrated onions, one and a half table garlic powder, and one cup freeze-dried chicken. The cool thing about all these uh, ingredients is you can get them all at the grocery store except for the one cup of freeze-dried chicken. I mean, for that, you would, of course, you would either need to have your own freeze-dryer and you would, you know, feel comfortable in freeze-drying chicken or you would need to buy them. And so they have a big uh, mountain house can here that they're using. But all the other things, you know, the dried or minced onions and garlic and Lipton onion soup mix, I mean, rice, all that stuff is purchased, you know, at the grocery store. And so if you didn't want the chicken... 
you know, if you could, if you could find another source of protein, maybe to add along with this meal um, that maybe didn't go in the jar or whatever, you know, that might be helpful, but you could, you know, at least have a, you know, some flavored rice. You could go with it that way if you didn't want to pay for the, for the, uh, the freeze dried chicken. So let's go ahead and go to the directions for this one here. So layer your ingredients in a two quart mason jar. If you're making a gift, you can use smaller layers for aesthetic reasons to create more texture and color. But if you're making it for long-term food storage, like I did, you can just pour the ingredients in one at a time. I put all of the rice at the bottom, but doesn't matter which ingredient you start with. Freeze-dried chicken looks and feels like styrofoam, but once you rehydrate it, it tastes delicious, especially as part of a soup or stew. I sprinkled a little Italian seasoning on top to make it pretty. Add an oxygen absorber and seal tightly or vacuum pack if possible. Okay, she didn't She didn't t- uh, talk about the Lipton onion soup mix and the garlic and stuff, but maybe she was just, uh, you just assume that you're putting it in there. And that's just, you know, that's just the way it goes. Right. So it looks pretty when you're looking at it from the top, (laughs) from the top picture, but um, she has a a label, I guess the lid here on top and she has chicken and rice and she has the date on here. Bring five cups of water to a boil, remove from heat, wait 15 minutes. All right. So uh, she says, label your jar with the date packed ingredients and recipe name. So to eat this, you boil five cups of water, you mix the contents into the water and cover for 15 minutes, fluff with a fork. So of course, this one, this two quarts in of, of uh, two quart mason jar, and then you have four cups of, of rice, you're not going to be able to put five cups of water into this one. So you would need a pot for this one. So there are all kinds of meals in a jar recipes, and you can create your own too. Here are a few great recipes that you can try. To create your own, you'll want to consider including a carbohydrate like pasta or rice, a protein such as freeze-dried chicken, beef, or beans, and vegetables such as dried vegetable powder and freeze-dried veggies. You'll probably want some flavor as well, so considering adding bouillon powder or dried herbs such as garlic, onion powder, or even basil and oregano. So some of the other links that she has here are taco soup in a jar, chicken noodle skillet meal, beans and rice fajitas, potato cheese, sausage casserole, and mac and cheese. So you need more ideas, check out these additional recipes. So they have a lot of links here that you can go check out. You can create your own recipe blends by changing the herbs and spices that you use. You can find freeze-dried cheese and butter to add some good fat to your recipe. You can also use different types of freeze-dried or dried soup mixes to add to your recipe as well. Just keep in mind that the shelf life of your recipe will only be as long as the ingredient with the shortest shelf life. You may want to add any expiration dates as well, especially if it will be a gift. If you decide to use your recipe after the expiration date, you'll want to use your best judgment to decide whether or not it is still safe to eat. Most expiration dates are technically best before dates, so they can last much longer than you might expect, especially if stored well. So when you're making a meal in a jar, all of the ingredients need to be dry. For ease of use and especially for grid down scenarios, consider making meals where you only need boiling water to rehydrate. Tailor the meals to the things your family already enjoys, whether it's mac and cheese, fajitas, or pasta, and create a variety of different meals to help you avoid appetite fatigue too. Store your jars with oxygen absorbers in a cool, dry, and dark place. Humidity, heat, and light can destroy your meals. Always use your best judgment to determine if a meal is still good and safe to eat. 
All right. There's also a recipe I think you can kind of print off here if you want. But uh, there's also, I mean, like I said, you're going to find tons and tons of recipes to be able to do this. And I think vacuum sealing them, I would vacuum seal them instead of using an oxygen absorber. Because once you open the oxygen absorber, if you don't have all those meals ready to go, I mean, those oxygen absorbers start being used up. And so um, for me, I just, I would vacuum seal it. I think it makes a whole lot of sense. Okay, so here are some dry ingredients. If you're thinking about this, if you do rice and beans, I think I read an article not too long ago about the perfect meal with like rice and beans because you had the carbohydrate and the protein. And so you, you, you would make the the perfect meal. And both of those things could be stored long-term. But if you're thinking about doing this, here are some ideas that you could use, right? So for rice, there's brown rice, there's white rice, there's instant rice, there's wild rice. You can throw that in there. For pasta, you have the elbow pasta, you have the penne, uh, I think I'm saying that right, uh, spirals, you have spirals. For beans, lentils, split peas, black, pinto, kidney beans, you know, all different assortment depending on what you you prefer there. Um, you have different grains. I just don't know if I would wind up doing that, but the quinoa, barley, uh, bulgur, I guess that's right. I'm so, sorry if I'm missing that. You have couscous. For flowers, if you wanted to use flowers, and maybe because if you're, uh, you know, you're making a soup and you need it, you know, to have a thickener in there, uh, almond flour, coconut flour, tapioca flour, <laughs> uh, you can have those. If you wanted to do baking mixes for some reason, um, you could use pancake mixes, biscuit mixes, muffin mixes, bread mixes. Um, there's broth powders out there, and you can buy those in the big, the big cans, right? And you can also buy them in the uh, in the small little cubes, but you know, there's chicken, beef, and vegetables. Um, you have soup mixes that already come with maybe some flavor like ramen. And so if you had some kind of recipe that you would use ramen, you could use that, uh, potato soup, uh, mixes, veggie soup blends. And then you have dehydrated vegetables like onions, peppers, tomatoes, carrots, the onions and, you know, uh, dehydrated garlic, dehydrated onions. You can find those easily in the herb section in your grocery store. Peppers, tomatoes, carrots. If you have, uh, you know, a dehydrator, you can do that at home very, very easily and you can use those. Uh, but, you know, buying them as well, you know, buying dehydrated or freeze-dried uh, vegetables and, and things like that, it's not as expensive as buying the meat. The meat is what kills you, right? Uh, recently, uh, I shared with, and actually it probably will still be going on for a couple more days, so I might include it in the show notes if you're interested, but um, Legacy is running a sale on freeze-dried uh, food, right? Or freeze-dried uh meat right now. So chicken and beef and even some egg is, is thrown in there as well. So they have pouches that you could use if you're interested in doing that. Um, bouillon cubes, I already talked about that. Uh, dried herbs and spices. Uh, if you wanted to throw in garlic, onion, basil, or oregano, salt, and pepper, of course, to, you know, to make it taste good. And some of these things, like if you're using bouillon or if you're using any of the other mixes, like ramen, those, I mean, that's very, very salty. So you want to be careful about all the other things that you throw in there. Um, freeze-dried meats, beef, chicken, tuna. Um, I've never, I guess I've never seen freeze-dried tuna before, but I know this out there. And then you have the powdered like milk. You have powdered eggs, powdered cheese, powder, powdered sour cream. You can easily buy all those things on Amazon if you wanted to, or, you know, a lot of the, the uh, long-term food storage companies sell them as well. But I think this is a great option if you are wanting to throw some variety into your food storage. Um, of course, I think always you should start with regular canned foods that you buy at the grocery store. 
I think you should start there. I think you should start with a menu because I think a menu makes it so much easier because if not, you're just going to the grocery store and you're buying a whole bunch of junk and then you got to figure out how you're going to use it. And so if you have a menu and you start with that, I mean, that's where I've, you know, my, my book, you know, getting started in long-term food storage. I talk about that. I even provide the worksheets for you there. And so, uh, that is, uh, the, the way to start, but you know, more power to you, however you want to do it. And then uh, from there, I always talk about the big five gallon buckets with, with rice and beans and uh, pasta. You can, you can, you know, long-term food storage, those with mylar bags, five gallon buckets and oxygen absorbers. And then you could do something like this. You know, if you, if you're interested in throwing in a little bit more variety and you don't have to use mason jars but if you are you know mason jars back when um the lockdowns were happening they were very very hard to find very very hard to find that was one of the things we talked about in the exclusive email group all the time and people were looking for different options now you can find them again and so if you were kicking yourself during the lockdowns because you couldn't find them and you're like man i I don't ever want this to happen to me again go out there and start buying them now because i mean my local grocery store i can find them with no problem i can find anything i want So if you are going to stock up on mason jars and they're just going to be taking up room somewhere, you can go ahead and do this. You can add to them here and you can easily make uh, some foods in jars and just kind of go from there. And so one of the things that, that I would do if I was doing this is I would start, I would prepare some meals and see what it takes. Before I start making a bunch of meals in a jar, I would go ahead and like, okay, how much rice, how much this, how much that does it, does, does the seasoning, you know, everything that I would put in the Mason jar, I would, I would use. And I'm like, okay, do I need to get more seasoning? Do I need to do more butter? Do I need to do, you know, powdered butter? Do I need to put more, you know, rice, more water, whatever it might be. I would perfect the recipe first, and then I would go ahead and all the, the dry ingredients, then I would put them in the Mason jar. So you can do that. Uh, mason jar, but you can also uh, put them in, uh, you know, mylar uh, pouches and uh, with oxygen absorbers. I think that's kind of a waste unless you're making big, big pouches of of stuff there. But then I think that kind of gets crazy because then you're, uh, if you've ever used one of those packages like Mountain House or Legacy or whatever, and you've dumped it out. Um, especially one that like legacy has family packs. If you were trying to use just half of it, you're going to miss a lot of the seasoning. Like you got to cook the whole thing all at one time. So that might be kind of hard to do that. Um, but you can do, uh, individual baggies as well. And, uh, or even again, again, I've done this with different types of things. I've made my own MREs with, um, with my vacuum sealer. So you make a pouch, you stuff the stuff in there and then you suck out all the air and man, it's, it's nice. And, uh, you know, it doesn't have any air to, to kill anything there. So if you could do it a whole bunch of different ways, but I think it's just really smart to be able to do it. And again, if you're looking for protein, freeze dried protein, I'm going to link to it in the show notes and you can go check out legacy and see it's expensive. You're going to pay for it. Just FYI, you're going to pay for anything freeze dried, you're going to pay for it. Um, but if you're looking for something like that to be able to make meals with, that's, that's what you want to do. All right, guys, like always, I'm going to link to this in the show notes so you can go check it out and click all the other uh, jars or recipes that they have in there. And then again, you could go crazy with all the recipes you know that you'll find on the internet. There's plenty of them out there. Well, that's it for episode 798. I can't believe we're going to be approaching 800 here pretty soon. That's crazy. Hey, but if you found this episode valuable... I would appreciate a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you haven't subscribed, make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. 
Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next time, live with no regrets and stay prepped and aware. Peace.